Hey, this is Mariela from The Functional Company. All right, so in this episode, I wanna share with you uh, something called the Pottinger Cat Study. Have you ever heard of this study? This study was done back in the early 1900s by a doctor named Dr. Francis Pottinger. And he was very interesting because he actually had a lot of cats that were uh, stray cats and they were just kind of in his neighborhood and were kind of given to him for some reason. I don't exactly remember the reason why he had uh, so many cats in his area. But what he did was he actually put these cats into three different categories and did a, a study to see how food affected them, their overall health, right? So what he did is we, he had one group of cats that uh, was given completely raw food, raw meat and raw milk. And then the second group of cats was given half raw and half cooked meat and milk. And then the third group was given completely cooked meat and milk. And the milk, I think, was also condensed milk. So uh, there were these categories, right? Completely raw, half cooked, half raw, and then completely cooked. And so he got to study these cats for their entire lives. And he noticed something that was very interesting because the first category that was completely raw, they thrived their entire lives. They had very good balance. They did not have any degenerative diseases no arthritis, bone problems, kidney problems, all of these things that we nowadays see that happens to cats and dogs uh, where we're seeing a lot more disease as they get older and we just say, oh, well, they're just older, they're just older. He, he didn't notice that with these cats and of course their reproductive systems were very good, the next generation thriving as well. With the ones that were half cooked, half raw, what he noticed was that these Cats were, uh, after some time, were starting to have some balance problems, started to have slow degenerative disease, but not as severe as the third group. But he started to see some things like if they would fall, you know, cats usually they just fall on, on all fours. Well, the second group, even with half cooked and half raw, they were already starting to have some balance problems and they weren't landing 100% on their feet all the time. So that was very interesting. So the third group uh, had huge issues um, major degenerative disease issues, arthritis, bone problems, and fertility problems. We started to see that by the second generation, they were already sterile. So they weren't reproducing anymore. So it's interesting to me is, of course, we are not cats and we cannot say, hey, everything that applies to the cat applies to the human. Uh, so first thing is we can definitely apply that study to the way that we feed cats now. So if you have a dog or a cat, the best dogs, I mean, the best food for dogs and cats is raw because that's where they thrive. But a lot of people are doing kibble and the kibble is completely cooked. A lot of times has fillers, a lot of other stuff in it. It's just the cheapest stuff. And so if you go from kibble to raw, one of the interesting things there is that you're like, whoa, you know, price sticker shock, right? But you gotta have to evaluate a few things. One is, is, is the raw really expensive? or is the kibble just really dirt cheap, right? And then the second thing is, you wanna pay it on the front end for food or you wanna pay it on the back end for the vet? Because you know, if we're not feeding dogs and cats the correct food, they start to break down, they start to have more problems, then we gotta to go to the vet and the bills just go crazy and wild. And of course, it's also very stressful to have a sick dog or cat. We wanna enjoy uh, their presence and life with them, but we don't want to have it to be where they have so much disease that we're constantly struggling and then having to spend dump a bunch of money there. So I think it's definitely worth it to spend a little bit more money. The dog or the cat is going to have a much better life 
And then also you're gonna save a lot of money on the back end with vets. So, but that's the thing. And so oftentimes what happens, there's a few other things I would mention is that some dogs are inbred and so they have a lot of digestive issues uh, and basically they're not, uh, they're just the way that they are created, you know, reproduced and such, they have a lot of weakness in the digestive tract. And so one of the things there is that you'll have to really be careful to transition. Some of them won't be able to tolerate 100% raw diet, unfortunately. And so you have to gradually transition and do the best that you can or find a better alternative there. But there is a training process. So also, if your dog or cat has been used to eating all cooked food and you just go all the way to raw, well, they don't have the digestive enzymes. Their body hasn't been producing all of the strong digestive enzymes that they need to actually break down and absorb all the nutrients from raw. So you have to go kind of gradually, right? So you go from 100% cooked to one quarter raw, three quarters cooked, and then just move it on on this way, right? Look, there are people in the natural health uh, pet stores that know how to do this. There are a lot of people that are very well trained on how to help you kind of, you know, retrain the dog or the cat to eat raw. But it's a bit of a transition. Again, this is my personal opinion. This is not health advice for your dog or cat. I'm just sharing the information I've gained uh, in observing these different things and sharing with you this little study that I find very valuable. And so uh, this is something that we wanna do. If, you, if you're, you already have a very small dog, like if you have a, a very young dog or cat, this is a time to start because if you give them raw from the very beginning, they'll have thriving lives. Now, if your dog or cat is already on the older side, you might have to transition more gradually and see what you can do. Just do the best that you can do. You might not be able to get to the ideal scene, but just kind of think with the fact that raw food is gonna have a lot more nutrients and the water, if you listen to my last episode, the la water is also a big deal, not only for humans, because we've already talked about water and how toxic it is, uh, tap water I'm talking about, right? There are just too many heavy metals and chemicals, all kinds of things get dumped into our water supplies. So that's not something we should be ingesting. That's definitely not something that our dogs or cats should be ingesting, because they're in ingesting toxins as well. Want to move them to something that's more like spring water, some kind of just more natural water that's been filtered, so at least they're not getting uh, intoxicated through the water supply. So those are just kind of the, the basics, because like I said, dogs and cats are not going in into the cookie jar, right? Unless we're actually feeding them all these things, which again is just so with something we need to avoid. Um, but they're not going into the pantry, and getting into the cookie jar. Then we know it's it's the food, right? And and based on this Pottinger cat study, we know that raw is the best for cats and dogs. So that's kind of what we want to aim towards and do the best that you can. And that's all I want to talk about in this episode. In the next one, I'm just going to uh, talk a little bit more about how the Pottinger cat study relates to humans uh, from my point of view. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you on the flip side.